everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, host of the Always Relevant Podcast. Glad you're here today. We got Dana Mail back on the show one more time. And we're going to talk about a few things, a little surprising. Um, talking about how there's sports events, or all sports are pretty much canceled for due to the coronavirus. Uh, we're going to talk about Dane's Lift Chronicles. Uh, we're going to get into the craziness and stupidity of The Bachelor. I know you're surprised that we're doing that. Um, what is our NBA top five players or top five starters? Um, historic player, historical players and current players. Um, TV shows to watch on, you know, on TV since there are no sports currently right now to watch. And also reasons why I hate big hair 80s metal bands. And obviously, rapid fire topics. We're gonna have a good time. We're glad you're listening. Uh, glad you're coming back out. We definitely appreciate it. We're gonna have fun. Hopefully, you do too. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? It's Terrell Cummings, host of the Always Relevant podcast, and this is it's supposed to be episode 24, but it's really episode 23 because I ultimately did not. Uh, published the recording from last week just decided not to dig at the full um, publish out there so I want to apologize to everybody you know the three people out there, out there that were listening uh, missed out last week we're back this week I'm pretty sure we got Dane DeMail on the line again Dane what's up dude what's going on man I'm back you're back better than ever just ready to hang out and have good times you know how's everything going dude Oh, man, you know, it's pretty rough out there with everything getting shut down and all that kind of stuff, no sports, but, you know, it's going good. You? Right. Oh, uh, yeah, about to say, man, about to say, you know, I'm disappointed that we're not going to be having sports, so we have to occupy our time in other ways, like, um, I guess, changing the basement around to where it's more um, company-friendly. So we just bought a sectional for it. We're going to get a projector. Projector screen for, you know, ultimately sporting events and movies and everything. I think we're going to get either a dartboard or a shuffleboard and move the trampoline out to a different part of the basement. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of the plan. I make it more of a hangout area so when people come over, they can kick it down in the basement, have a good time. So, I'm looking forward to getting that done. So, better get it done quick. If you watch the news, you think it's the end of the world. You know, it, it does seem like the end of the world's coming. So, but you know, if it's my time, it's my time. Until then, I'm not going to stress it. I'm just going to make sure I wash my hands and keep it sanitary, and go from there. That's right. That's what we got to do. But uh, as you know, St. Patty's Day celebrations hold a special place in my heart, and I'm right, very right. sad that all the celebrations are being canceled and everything like that. You know, there ain't nothing like St. Patty's Day. That's one of my favorite holidays. My dad calls <laughs> me the yet. world's biggest leprechaun, man. I'm ready to go on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> yeah, you know there's no 6'3 leprechauns out there. <laughs> oh, man, I can get my green on. I got my Air Jordan 1 greens I just got the other day. I was all ready to go, and they cancel everything. Yeah, I know. You were ready. I, you know, I, I didn't go that far. I'm trying to think like, so I have a green shirt. I probably do somewhere. I probably do somewhere. So, but you know, on that note, I'm gonna go ahead. We're gonna start it off with how are you and how are you really? You know, how am I? As always, I'm okay. How am I really? You know, it's just every time I look on social media, it's talking about the coronavirus and the fallout from it. 
try to go to the grocery store this morning. I went like 7 a.m. hoping that they, I would catch this, the, the shelves completely stopped. No. The meat was completely empty. The eggs were completely empty. The produce was completely empty. It's like, man, everybody's is uh, setting up for a complete disaster. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think we're we're going to be all right. We just have to get through it. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully the healthcare uh, facilities will be able to not be over, I guess, overbearing with, uh, with people that are sick. You know, it's, it's going to happen. You know, it's just a matter of how bad it is and how fast we can contain it. So until then, we'll just have to wait and see. Until then, I'm just going to do what I can for myself and my family, make sure we stay sanitary and clean, and go from there. So, Dane, to you, how are you and how are you really? Oh, man, I guess I'm doing all right. How am I really? Yeah, this really does kind of suck. But like we said, we're not going to dwell on the podcast because everybody's talking about it. I am excited that I filled the cabinet with SpongeBob shaped spaghettios with meatballs for backup, just in case stuff goes down. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That's bre- that you can eat that for breakfast, lunch, dinner. After you have some drinks, it's always a good time for SpongeBob shaped spaghettios. So, yeah, you know, I you know I've never liked spaghettios. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff, man. Especially if you get the meatballs in them. And you know what? You got to look at the bright side, too, on all this stuff. Like, I don't have to watch the Cavs tank. It was god-awful. It's great that they're not playing anymore, so I don't have to watch it or even pay attention to it. So you also got to look at the bright side of things. So, but the St. Patty's thing is is very depressing. Luckily, the local bar here today is uh, having a special on car bombs. I will be partaking in that to celebrate <laughs> Day. you know i'm counting on saint patrick to protect me uh since right. i'm going out right. celebrating his holiday which he demands of all good catholics out there to get out and get your drink off for saint patty's day uh <laughs> yeah so uh but one other thing to I, one thing i i want to say i am really sad for all the athletes out there in college right now that aren't on scholarship that play spring sports. You know, I got the announcement on Twitter the other day that Ohio Wesleyan was canceling all spring sports. You know, you got to yep. feel bad for those guys. If you ain't on scholarship, man, you still got to pay. So, you know yep. what I mean? So, you know, hopefully uh, they can work something out and stuff like that. But it, it, essentially all the kids out there are going to lose basically a year yep. of sports because most people can't afford to go back to those type of schools. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you see a lot of that with the Division three schools, the private schools or whatever, where they're not getting scholarships to give grants one way or another. And, you know, it's just tough. I think I think Hannah would cancel activities as well as far as that. Like I said, you know, those kids that are there, they don't have scholarships unless it's to get grants or whatnot. But most of them are paying their own way. And I know like Ohio wasn't it's like, what, 40 grand a year or something like that, maybe higher. I think it's a lot more than that now. Yeah, so I think Hanover is like around thirty something. So it hasn't gone out of control yet, but still, I mean, it's it's pricey for sure. And um, you just feel bad for those kids, like you said. I feel bad for the kids that were gonna be getting ready to go into NCAA tournament. You know, this is gonna. Be, I was looking forward to see what you, the University of Dayton, can do, but obviously, you know, this is a larger thing than just sports. Um, overall, probably is the best thing 
to kind of shut everything down and try to do what they can to contain everything. Um, I think everybody kind of understands that, you know, they're, I'm sure that the athletes are sad. I feel for them for sure. But um, in the grand scheme of things, it probably is the best thing overall. So. Yep, it is. And like uh, we said, spring sports too. A lot of those D one guys aren't even on and women are not on full right, rides for the right. spring sports. Most of them scholarships go to football and basketball. And then the other sports get kind of spotty, you know, mm-hmm. scholarships. I think baseball. Baseball, they get like what is it ten scholarships total, and then they split it up between the players. I think that's what they do. Like yeah. no player that plays baseball Division One gets a full scholarship. It just doesn't work like that. So yeah. they'll they'll give them a partial scholarship or whatever. And I don't even know if they get it when they fir- get that scholarship when they first get there. They don't have to pay when they first get there, and then they earn the partial scholarship. So I, I forget exactly how that works, but it's definitely not a full ride like you see from football and basketball. Yeah, yep. So, so most spring sports people are paying. Yeah, and then lastly, the schools like like University of Dayton or the schools that where basketball is the primary money maker for their athletic department, um, and that don't have big uh, TV contracts like you know like Atlantic Ten. I don't think has a big TV contract like the Big Ten does. They don't have a Big Ten Network or anything like that. So they're probably counting on the deep run in the NCAA tournament to get that that prize money to kind of fund their athletic department for the next year or the next couple of years even. So, you know, no one really talks about that either, how, um, how you know, the loss of the tournament affects the economics of, you know, the different athletic departments of those different colleges that aren't – they don't have major football programs. So – yeah, I mean, can you imagine if this happened during football season? Those max schools don't get that money from the big schools to come take that butt kicking. I mean, yeah, it would be catastrophic to athletic departments if this would have happened in the fall. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, but like I said, you know, we'll we'll keep it moving. We won't we won't um, dwell on the topic too long. I'm not getting into the, the my sports weekend too much. There's not really much going on. I do want to say University of Dayton, they're holding it down for the year. They were 28-2 regular season champs. It looked like they were going to be a number one seed in the tournament, so we've been interested to see where they can go. And unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, hopefully, they can carry some momentum and get things going for next season and, and go from there. And hopefully, the coach, Anthony Grant, doesn't use Dayton as a stair-stepper school. I don't think he will because he's already coached the big school before. And he came back to his alma mater, so I think he's going to be around for a while. And I, I don't see any reason why he can't build a program at University of Dayton like Mark Few has it, like Gonzaga. There's no reason I don't think why he couldn't do that. So that's just my opinion. That is what it is there. But, um, you know, we will we'll keep it moving. So getting to Dane's Lift Chronicles, man. I heard you got a good story for us. What's good? Well, today we're going to talk about the educational value of being a lift driver, the things you learn when you're out there about today's society, especially when you're a little older like me, when you're not the date on all the stuff like we used to be, you know what I mean? Right. So I picked up two individuals that really enlightened me on a lot of stuff in the Allentown area a little bit. So, uh, well, the one guy was so stoned, he was passed out with his mouth open in the back the whole time. But my front seat passenger was was dropping some knowledge, dropping some knowledge. So, uh, you know, he's talking to me. He's like, "Man, I'm, 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 
I'm, you know, whatever he said, whatever the word is for high these days. And he was sitting there, like, sitting beside the side. I just want you to know I'm a bull. That means I'm the man. So right away, I'm starting to get caught up on some of the terminology and stuff like that. Now, I heard him calling Colin Sexton for the Cavs a bull, but this guy was calling himself a bull, and I guess it means the man. So, bull. <laughs> That's what we got oh, now, yeah. right? And then he uh, – oh, man. And then he refuted something that we've always heard our whole lives. Pimping ain't easy. He said, nah, pimping's easy. He said it's easy. He said it comes <laughs> to him, right? Oh, yeah? Here's people were trying to tell us, was it Snoop Dogg, pimping ain't easy? This guy said right. it's not true. He said pimping's easy. Comes oh, next. not like that. Yeah, he's got it like that. Yep, he said, pimping is easy. It's easy for yeah. me. It just comes natural to me. Now, keep in mind, I picked him up at a hotel, these two guys. Then I was taking them to the liquor store. Then they changed the route and said after the liquor store, they wanted to go to Little Caesars. Then they wanted to go somewhere else. I was like, man, you can only do two runs at a time. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> well, you know, well, I go, what you can do is complete the run at Little Caesars, and after you're done at Little Caesars, you click on it, and I'll take you to the next spot. He goes, okay. So the card declines, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pimpin's easy, huh? Pimpin's easy, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, he goes, oh, man. He goes, he goes, you can't just leave me here at the Little Caesars. I said, well, you got cash, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, I got you, man. So goes out. Comes back out with the little Caesars. I wait for him. I got the guy in the seat passed out with his mouth open. Every once in a while, he would like look up and his eyes would roll back in the back of his head and they'd be like, boom, down again. So I'm just chilling <laughs> in the little Caesars parking lot with the dude passed out in the back seat. <laughs> dude comes back in with some little Caesars and uh, he says, All right, now you got to take me to this hotel. The girls are waiting on us. I said, All right, now I got you. He's like, Yeah. And then, then he's like, Man, I'm so faded. <laughs> I was like, well, what are you gonna do when all these girls come over? He's like, he goes, pimping's easy, man. Pimping's easy. I said, All right, I got you. <laughs> I'll take you back. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god, dude. It was funny. And then I drop him off. And but who am I to judge? Because the guy gave me $25 cash tip, right? Hey, that's that's the best right there. That's some cash love money right, right in your pocket. Cash free, yeah. you'll take it. I was, I was like, you are the bull, man. I'm, you the bull. Twenty five dollars, I'll take it. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, man, you have on my preferred driver's list, man. He goes, I do this running around all the time and stuff like that. I was like, I hook you up. I said, Nah, man, it's all right. I don't want. To. <laughs> and then <at the> <laughs> I was walking into the hotel and like these scantily clad clothes. I was like, Oh man, you are the bull. He's like, I told you, I'm the bull. Pimpin's easy. <laughs> oh, God. That's yep. funny. Just another well, day. Yeah. Just uh, another day in Allentown, PA, dude. That's right. And we'll get into your hair metal feelings later, but some hair metal came on in my car while I was listening to Ozzy's Boneyard on Sirius XM. And the queen in the back goes, I'm going to be a rock and roll queen till the day I die. I like the music you play. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. crank it up. crank." It. Uh, he said, crank it up, crank it up. I cranked that up. Yeah, we're blaring it. 
some old school Ozzy. So, uh, like I said, I didn't do too much lift this week, but it's always something interesting, always a learning experience. And there's nothing like getting out in the society of Allentown and getting around a little bit. So what we learned is pimping ain't easy. And a bull is a new word for the man. And there you go. I thought, I thought you said pimping is easy, though. He changed it pimping up. Pimping is easy. Pimping is easy. It's not right. hard. Right. It's easy. So, keep that <laughs> mind when you're looking for a side hustle. Well, yes, you, do, you do all kinds of side hustles if you want to. So. <laughs> yep. So there's a little bit of lift for you today. You know, it's always exciting. Never know what's going to happen out there. Right, right. Okay. Well, Dan, Dan, we're going to go from Dan's Lift Chronicles to a topic that you probably never thought that we'd ever discuss on this show. I know Dan was surprised when I said something to him about it, but for whatever reason, I had been watching the last like couple episodes of The Bachelor. And oh, the man. craziness is, I know, the craziness and stupidity of this show cracks me up. So I don't know these, they, they call him Pilot Pete. So, first of all, you know, he's, he's in the later rounds. He's down to three girls. So, he's down to two girls. I'm not going to count the third girl. We're not going to talk about it. But even right up to that point, I've never heard so many I love yous, you know, two different women or whatever. And he's only known them for two months. He's only known them for two months. Like, me, those words wouldn't even have crossed my mind whatsoever. Like, I don't care what kind of dates I've been on with these, with these women or whatever. Like, that's not happening at all. But maybe I've got a problem. I don't know. Is that just me or am I wrong to think that? <laughs> you know what I think about this show. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, it's like, all right, that, first of all, that's absolutely 100% crazy to me that this dude's saying that. Second of all, all these women are on this show. I mean, if they're on a reality TV, TV show to find love, really? Are you kidding me? They're going to be all, like, crying and everything all the time because something happens or whatever doesn't happen the way you thought it should or you think that you're a better person than you think you are or you don't like the way that you look when you're on TV or you see kind of how crazy you seem when you're on TV like maybe that's just how you are in real life or maybe you shouldn't go try chasing fame. Whatever it is don't feel bad because you're on the show. Third of all this dude is crying a lot like I mean hey I'm all all for I mean, I'm all for being in touch with your feelings. That is cool. But like I said, once again, this goes back to the time. It's two and a half months. You know, these girls are two and a half months. You're that much in love. You tell two of them that you're in love with them, which, okay, it happened, but still, two and a half months. This after him being on the Bachelorette last season, telling the girl that dropped him that he was in love with her. So what's up with this dude? Is this a him problem? I think it's a him problem. Like, he, I'm sure he doesn't know what love is. Or he fall in love way too easily. He needs to pump the brakes and figure that out. <laughs> or he's well, just lying. Know, to every, or he's lying to everybody. And that's part of his game. Yeah, yeah, it might be part of his game because isn't this his second run? From what I understand, right? right? He, was, he was on. He was on the Bachelorette last year, and then he got to be the Bachelor this year. So, yeah. Well, they put you with all these girls, right? And they're all looking like a million bucks dressed up as well as they can be. And they put you in all these perfect situations. It's not reality. That's why this stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> it, I'll, I'll give them this. It is dramatic. It's dramatic. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the recap, and it helped me remember how much and why I hate this show and why I have never watched it in a century <laughs> or whatever. It's been on forever. 
you know, then I'm seeing mom mad because she didn't pick the right girl. Right. And then it's like he's sitting there crying all the time and wandering around the desert. I mean, who's got time to watch this? There isn't no sports on. I ain't going to watch this. Right. So let's rewind that. So they went on there. They went to the fantasy suite date, right? So you, you take the original three girls on the fantasy suite date. And the one girl basically was the third girl on the fantasy date. And she's like, you know, if you have had sex with any of these women, you know, or whatever, then that's, I don't believe that we should be together or whatever. I'm leaving the show. Or I can't remember if she, if, he, if she said it before or after. Either way, it was ultimately like the line in the sand. If you're doing this, I'm not going to stick around. So he ultimately admitted that he did it. She ended up basically saying she was going to leave, but she didn't leave yet because she was supposed to meet his family then too. So she met the family, and that's when the mom was like, just she didn't like her from the very beginning. You know, in the finale, the mom said that Madison took like three hours to get there and made him wait going to apologize for making the wait or whatever. You know, this is after the other girl, Han Ann, had already come to see the family, and the family loved her and whatever. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like the the Peter's mom was like, you know, she was all crying, saying that she wanted Han Ann to be part of the family and everything, and that Peter should pick her. And, you know, she had nothing good to say about Madison. She was just mean about it or whatever. And I just want to be like, hey, lady, let your son live his life. It's not your choice. You're not living it for him. So it's not your call. So you need to back up. If it was me in the situation, like I said, I'm different than a lot of people. Whoever I bring around, if I bring them around, then my parents have to accept it. If they don't like it, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want because I'm going to live an everyday life. So if it was something where it was going to be a choice and it was going to be wrong and I fell flat on my face on it, that's what has to happen. But it's me doing it. It's me living my own life. They don't have that choice. So in my opinion, the mom needs to back up because she thinks she has way too much pull in the situation. And second of all, I think Peter, which he kind of did at the end, but he needed to like kind of, you need to like step back because this is my life and I do what I want. But he obviously wasn't doing that in the beginning. So, but like I said, that's just me. Not everybody's like that. (laughs) Wow. And I want everybody to know out there, this is what happens when there's no sports. It is a sad state of affairs <laughs> that we have come to talking about this. Yes, we come to talking about about The Bachelor. That's what, you know, bring sports back. If anything, to keep us from talking about this. And the craziness that we saw. Bring it back. And the stupidity that we see and all that stuff. I will give Anne credit. Once she figured out what was going on, realized his game. Hey, she let him have it. She like she ripped him a new one in person in the finale. Like she she was hard. Like she gained she gained some respect points for me on that one. She was not gonna let him walk all over her. Yeah, but she let him have it while I was watching that recap yes, she did. on YouTube. Yes, she did. Hey, you should have seen the live Twitter updates. It was awesome <laughs> when it was going when it was going down. It was hilarious. I was laughing. I'm not gonna lie. I was laughing. She was looking good too, yeah. man. She was putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, she, she came out dressed to the nine. She's like, "Hey, I'm doing this. I'm strong, and I'm letting you know how much of a fool you are. You're not going to talk trash about me, or make me look bad." So let them breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean that that's kind of the, the tradition on the show. Now, hey, one thing I do want to say because <laughs> he did get engaged at Hannah Ann's trip, but once they got like separated, 
the host of the show, Chris Harrison, pulled a wingman of the year move for Pilot Pete. And he should thank this dude because he flew to Alabama to talk to Madison after Madison was no longer on the show. She, you know, I'm sure she thought they got engaged and everything. And he's like, hey, I want to let you know that, you know, Peter's single. Like he broke off the engagement because he said he saw feelings for you. How do you feel about that? So he goes off and does this, doesn't tell Peter anything. He flies to Alabama. Now, I'm sure he was being the good wingman friend that he is, right? Put friend in quotes. And I'm sure he also won at ratings. So he knows he knows what's going down when, when that's all happening. So he talked to her. He flew her back out, out to L.A. All of a sudden, her and Pilot Peter back talking, and they're back in the running again. So they said they're going to try to be together. They, and it was funny. The live episode, they had like a small window of Peter's mom the whole time. And she was like rolling her eyes and giving mean looks and then and talking trash about Madison basically said so she didn't feel bad about what she said. And I don't know, man. It was completely out of control. And then and then you forgot to add after all this drama, right? After that, after this after this episode aired, they announced that they were split up. Yeah, anyway. two days later, they split up anyway. So like after all of that, which I'm doing wrong, hey. Great ratings for the show. I give him props. Keep everybody interested because all kinds of stupidity was going on around this dude. But I think he just needs to play his game better. I think he's flipped on that one. If he was going to try to play the game, he needed to work on that. So, Oh, man. I mean, it's gotten so bad. It's just like that Brent Michaels show, Rock of Love. Man. It's just drama. <laughs> but that's what people like, man. And that's so much more fun to watch. I don't want to watch all these fancy dates. I like the when Burt Michaels would just walk out and go, all right, ladies, let's get some drinks. That's what I'm talking about. That's how my bachelor party would go. Uh, terrible. Terrible. All right. We we won't we won't bore you guys anymore or whatever with the bachelor talk. We talked enough about it. I think we talked like 10 or 15 minutes on it, which is actually crazy. Never thought I'd do it, and we're not going to do it anymore. We're moving on. So, Dane. <laughs> what is your starting five for historic players in NBA and also current players in the NBA? Oh man, this was tough. When you gave us this topic, I was like, man, this is a great one. Cause you know, I love me some NBA. Right. So uh, it's really hard. I mean, and the eras are so different. The kind of basketball they play now is different than the game used to be. I mean, today's athletes, I think are on another level, you know. Right. Uh, but my current group, we'll start with that. I got LeBron at point guard, Duran at shooting guard, Leonard at small forward, Giannis Anacupo at power forward, and Anthony Davis at center. And what do you think about Man, that's that? That's solid. Mine's similar, but it was a little bit different. I, mean, I have LeBron James at point. I have Steph Curry at shooting guard, which I know he's a point guard, but, you know, he's coming out shooting threes from, like, you know, the logo. So, he, he he's changed the game as far as how it's played. Everybody's raining threes now. It's because of him. Um, I have Kevin Durant at small forward, Jonas at power forward, and Anthony Davis at center. So. All right. So, we're pretty close. Yeah, we're pretty close. I know neither of us had Harden on the list. Um, it, it crossed my mind to put Durant at – at uh, shooting guard or whatever. I don't know. I, I know Kawhi Leonard is probably the best player in the league, but he's not flashy. He doesn't do anything crazy. He doesn't play every game. So, I mean, I'm not sure. He did get a championship to Toronto, but he almost didn't. That shot didn't go down. We wouldn't even talk about him. 
He wouldn't have got paid. He'd probably still be in Toronto this year. And, you know, you, you wouldn't know anything about it. But he, he got that good bounce and left Joel and B crying after the game. So, Well, you got to remember in 2014, I think finals it was, he schooled Dwayne Wade and LeBron James in that final for finals MVP and just dominated. Yeah, that's true. Then he takes team. In one year, when everybody's always crying about chemistry and everything, and this dude only plays half the season because he's on load management, which I hate as much as I like Kawhi's game. And then he makes that shot against Philly, which is just nasty. The dude's got ice water in his veins. I got to have him in my top five. Uh, LeBron made some cases this weekend, but it's regular season. Leonard's a playoff guy, so is LeBron. We'll see what happens when it matters. Durant's a crybaby whiner. And it kills me to put him on this list, but he's got to be on Who, seven foot ball like that defense. I mean, he's got to be. You, on you can't stop Durant. So, he can walk down the court and shoot straight over you, and there's nothing to do about it. Nothing. No, yeah, you can't stop him. Yeah. And like the thing about Durant is, I used to love Durant. When he first came to the league for seven years, man, he was a good guy. Everybody loved him, and he had the best MVP speech ever. You know what yep. I mean? About his mom and stuff. I don't know what turned him in. I don't know if it was hanging out with Kyrie Irving, but, man, did he just turn into a, a whiny thing, you know. So, that's getting off topic. I'm not going to get into the Brooklyn Nets disaster that I'm going to love watching next yeah. year. I mean, Durant, he already got the Nets coach fired. He ain't played and that, He ain't even played yet. He got the coach of the Nets fired already, but he still belongs on my top five. So. Yeah, I mean, he can score. He can score. He's first ballot Hall of Famer, so – you know, oh, there, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Now, hey, now with yeah. the hard part, the hard topic, your top five, including, you know, all players of all time, historic players and everything. This was extremely, extremely difficult. Uh, point guard, and, and I kind of, you know, I got to get everybody in here that I need to be in here. There was really only two for sure's on my top five. Uh, I got Jordan at shooting guard, like most people probably would. And I got LeBron at small forward because I think he has to be on the top five best of all time. Although there are some people who might debate that. I don't know who could at this right. point. No, I, I, so I, then I this is where, I'm, I'm with you on that one for sure. So this is where it gets. And then shooting guard I got is uh, back there is, you know, Durant, Kobe, Oscar Robinson. You know, and Dwayne Wade in that shooting guard category. There's a lot of great shooting guards, but I got to go Jordan uh, for all the obvious reasons. All our listeners probably already know. Uh, LeBron, it was at small four, and it was tough because a lot of people might not agree with this, but I don't have Bird in my top five of all time. I got him back behind LeBron and Havlicek of the Celtics teams eight times and all that stuff. Another Ohio guy. That's Martin Sperry, Ohio. Got him in my <laughs> small forward back. So I, got, I got Jordan at shooting guard, LeBron at small forward. I got at point guard, and this was hard. I'm going to go with Magic, three-time MVP. Uh, he can play all the positions, but I'm going to put him at point because of how nasty he was passing the ball. And this is really hard to put Magic here because of Curry – Nash, who's a two-time MVP. Curry's two-time hey, MVP. Forget, Jerry West. Forget, hey, Isaiah. Can't forget Isaiah. I have going to say Isaiah Thomas, you know, defense, everything like that. John Stockton, the all-time assist leader, steals. Uh, you know, point guard was really tough. So, I'm going to go with Magic, three-time MVP. 
Power forward was extremely difficult, too, because we talked about this a little bit before. Um, you know, Tim Duncan is a is classified as a power forward, even though he played center. Uh, I think he's a center. Uh, I love tr- Charles Barkley, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowinski. Paul Malone's the second all-time leading scorer, and dude was jacked and played a long time. I'm going to put him there, even though that's really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know if he could play with Giannis. Like, you want to know what's crazy? I think my starting – we'll go to this later, but I think my starting five now would beat the starting five best of all time. But at center, I'm going to go with Shaquille O'Neal. And center is a traditional position with a lot of great players because, remember, he used to revolve around the center, right? right? Because you got Hakeem Olajuwon and all them guys. But I got Shaq at center, Tim Duncan, Kareem, and Wilt. Tim Duncan, Kareem, and Wilt, as the honorable mention. Yeah. So, who do you got? So, I have Magic at point guard, Jordan at shooting guard, LeBron at small forward, Tim Duncan at power forward, and Shaq. And going back to what you just said, as far as the starting fives playing against each other, I think it depends on the rules that are being played. If it's the rules from, like, the 90s, in the early 2000s, I think the historical top five would win. If it's the rules of today, probably today's top five would win. But then again, how would Michael Jordan have done if, like, if no one was able to hand check him, if he wasn't able to get fouled, if he could drive the lane whenever he wanted or whatever and to shoot free throws all the time? Like, how many points would he have scored then, honestly? Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard, too, because, you know, he did lead for baseball in his first year back. He only played, what, half the year. That's first year back and got beat by the Indiana Pacers. But, uh, you know, he's six for six in the finals, six for six on MVP awards. Right. Um, he did play on the he did play on the great teams of the time. I mean, he had Rodman and Pippen and all them big dudes, you know. But, uh I mean, I look at LeBron, Durant, Leonard, Giannis, and Davis. That is some serious athletic size that can shoot. I mean, Davis shoots 90% from the free throw right. line at seven. Yeah, I remember he, he was uh, a guard until he was like a senior in high school. He's like 6'2". Then he grew to be like 6'10", his senior year. So, I mean, he's really a guard that just got yeah, all crazy. Yeah. And then you got like – um, you know, magic. It's see, it, people. It, it's hard if you don't see them, right? right. Like even Jordan, forty years old, and Jordan's final season of the real Jordan with the Bulls was a ninety-eight championship, right? right? Uh, that was my senior year of high school. So that's why I think it's funny. All these kids, all these guys are like twenty years old, saying Jordan this, Jordan that. Yeah, you didn't see no Jordan. You weren't even born yet. You're like five <laughs> years old. You don't know hey, I was. I was- I was watching him every Sunday. Got home from church. He was on TV always. Always, yep. So, but I mean, you know, that's why you hear so much Kobe stuff. Now it's uh, hard. It's hard leaving Kobe off the Kobe, list. Like Kobe, I think is one of the best players of all time. You know, he is, but he's not in my all-time five. Like I, I, I almost, uh, I, I came I, close to having like two shooting guards. No joke. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, Kobe's got five rings. He had a lot of help. You got to remember in two of those finals, he won check, won the MVP. Right. So, um, it, I just, Shaq, if you, 
And then even people now forget how Shaq was. You got to remember Shaq played a long time, dude. When he was with Orlando and with the Lakers, the early part of the Lakers, he was running and dunking like no tomorrow, dude. And then he got massive and, you know, his game changed a little bit. But I think people forget how well that dude used to run down the court. right. So, and, and then Will, you know, he's seven foot. He, he was almost kind of like Jim Brown in the NBA, like in the NFL, where he was just ahead of his time with his physicality, you know, just being so much bigger. You know, Kareem's got all the titles. He's the all-time scoring leader. He played on some great teams himself, though. He had the, right? he had the one so, shot that was unstoppable. No one was touching his sky hook, ever. Yeah, exactly. And then Tim Duncan – doesn't get a lot of love because he wasn't a lot. He wasn't a big personality. He played in a small market out in San Antonio. He was a big man, and big men get no love today. They can't even get their own shoe no more. Uh, true, true. He, dude won five titles and was dominant. Dude helped David Robinson get his first title when he was young. Remember David Robinson? The oh yeah. And uh, yeah, and people. I think I don't think. Tim Duncan gets the love he deserves because he was that good. Right. 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 So, uh, you know, it's tough. So, I mean, Curry's an MVP. He's the only unanimous MVP. He's changed the way the game is played almost single-handedly, I would argue. But like I said, that, that uh, also, if he played back in the day, I don't know if he would be able to do that because he would have been bumped all, you know, instead of him getting free runs all around the court, he would have been bumped right yeah. in put on the ground probably a couple times trying to go from like one side of the court to the other. It just would have been harder. And and you know what? Durability is a big factor for me is uh, the most impressive thing about LeBron is he's played 17 years and he's never had a major injury. And he plays and he had like, now, like he, nine, nine can, straight times to the final. So he was playing deep into the season, every season, then playing the Olympics oh, and all that. Like he probably has the most miles on his legs out of anybody you know, in the league by far. <laughs> oh, ever. Yeah. I mean, he's the ultimate freak. I mean, he was – they said his groin was hurt last year, but his groin wasn't hurt. He was just getting everybody fired so he could get what he wanted this year. So, I don't even think he could have played last year if he wanted yeah. to. So, I mean, I, I just think, uh, you know, you look at that, like Durant's durability is always a question. You know what, as good as Kyrie Irving is, I couldn't put him in this conversation because of how terrible a teammate he is, and I think there's a lot of uh, evidence for that. And he can't stay healthy. So I can't put him on that type of list, even though he has all the talent in the world, maybe the best ball handler ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these guys. Uh, Leonard, you know, I hate that load management stuff, but, man, when it comes playoff time, that dude's got ice water in his veins. It's a little early maybe to put Giannis on this list, but what he's doing is historic. The season he was having this year is historic. He's enormous with that kind of speed and athleticism. Uh, it's impressive. And I was also going to say, like we talked about, I think up-and-coming guys that can crack this list in the future is Zion and Luka. Both balling. Could be great ones. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel you for sure, so – I don't know. I mean, I like the list. I, I agree with you. You know, like we we're, we're both in the same ballpark as far as you know who we're using, as far as everything. Right? I mean, it's tough. It's tough, hundred percent. So, 
I'm sure there's going to be some people out there. Have, hit, have them hit you up. Have your listeners hit you up if they think we're we're leaving somebody yeah, out. I mean, or, I, or if they think we're crazy. We didn't have them in the starting. I mean, we, we brought up the ones we'd probably bring up off the bench as far as everything. I'm trying to think if there's anybody that we forgot. You know, center-wise, I mean, you could probably – you could think about putting a Lajuan in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's a two-time NBA champ and was the dominant player on that right. team. I mean – the the dream the dream can be in that conversation. Yeah, the dream That's why I said it. center center is really hard because that position in the NBA no longer exists how it used to be. It used to be the focal point of your offense, right. and you were a different kind of player than what you are now. Now you got to be a stretch five and go out and chuck threes. I mean, the game's just changed so much, so it's why it's really hard with the center position. Do you, you know think what that I mean? changed when like uh? With Dirk coming out, being like a 6'11", 7-foot power forward, being able to shoot like that? Uh, there's no doubt the Europeans changed the game. Uh, all Europeans can shoot. Right. 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 I mean, they, they changed the game. They brought all the flopping nonsense over here. Bloody. All that kind of stuff. And the, the European players have changed the game. And let me tell you this. I think American players finally realize, wow, we're going to have to be able to shoot the basketball or it's going to be a European league over here right. too, right? So, you know, I mean, you got to remember the first Europeans to come over, Sabonis, you know, his son's in the NBA now with the Pacers, is a good player. But that dude was like seven foot and was chucking long shots back yeah. in the day, you know, out of the Soviet by, Union, by time, you know what I mean? By the so, time he made the league, he was like 40. He wasn't the same player, but he could still shoot it. Yeah, yeah, he was old. But, yeah, no, I agree yeah. 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, the Europeans changed the NBA, and I think they changed it for the better. I love it. A lot of people would disagree with me. They like the slower half court. And I also think the shoes and stuff they wear nowadays allow you to run and jump like you couldn't do in a flat pair of Converse. So, I mean, it's really hard to compare eras in the NBA, especially, because the game's just – changed dramatically positions have changed it's almost become a positionless right. league you yep. know what i mean yep. so but yeah it's a good conversation uh you know i'm hoping the nba comes back i love it uh, yeah we'll, we'll see we need something we need something so all right so <laughs> since we're not gonna be able to watch sports we figured that we would go into a listing of you know mine and mine days of listing of different shows that you can watch during the time when we don't have sports. So I know my list really consists of a lot of Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO and Stars or whatever. Uh, Dan, I don't know if yours does as well, but uh, what do you have on your list for different shows that you would suggest people take a look at? Any kind of binge-worthy binge type shows? Uh, you know what? I really don't have to. No, yeah. I got a couple I watch with my girlfriend. I don't really like. I have Amazon Prime. I have Netflix. I have all this stuff. I don't even use it now. You know, you know, I'm a big history guy and have a degree in ancient studies. So I watch that Rise of Empires or whatever on yeah. Netflix about the fall of Constantinople, like live action. That was good. I don't know how many people be interested in that, but it was good. But I don't really watch a lot of stuff. I, I mainly watch shows on the main channels. So I like me some Shark Tank. Uh, that's a show you don't have to, like, continue to watch. Like, it's one, if you miss an episode, it's no right. big deal. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't 
keep up with a storyline. But Shark Tank's good. Mr. Wonderful's funny. Cuban's on there. I like yeah, that no, that's a good show. I like it too. If I'm in the mood, uh, I do like a little HGTV with the girlfriend. We like Lottery Dream Home. Oh, yeah. And the people win the lottery. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And get to find their house, their dream home. Yeah, I like that one. That's good. And that's another one where you don't have to keep up with the right. story. You right. know what I mean? Um, For sitcoms, I kind of like the Connors. And I like Will and Grace. It's about all I watch for the sitcoms. You, you like the throw the, the married with children. Re- you like the throwback with the reboot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the reboot. I'm kind of old. I don't like any of the new shows. There's not funny, but you can still catch Married with Children reruns on the w, WGN Chicago channel on the late <laughs> night. I always like me some Married with Children. Four touchdowns in one game. And good old Al Bundy. And, if I'm in the mood for some trash, and I like me a little trash once in a while, the shawls of sunset on Bravo. <laughs> a lot of. Uh, I remember, I remember watching it like ten years ago. <laughs> it, they're still yeah, on. They're holding it down. I like the shawl. They're holding it down. They're on Friday nights now, uh, and it's ridiculous as <laughs> ever. And. Watch a little Jersey Shore reboot too, although it isn't near as good as it used to be. I'm I'm about over it. But if you want some drama and some ridiculousness and some total trash, you got to get yourself some Shaws. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to check that out again. Let's say I remember how it was back in the day. It was crazy. I kind of did see like an episode. Uh, Elaine was watching an episode like a couple weeks back. I'm like, man, they're still on TV. Like that's crazy. So. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm, I don't know. If I'm, I don't know well, if I'm gonna really go down that rabbit hole again, but I might. Yeah, they bring in new people and stuff like that through the years, but you still have the, yeah, the core you know, people, RZA yeah. And, yeah, and they hate each other now. And her husband goes and destroyed RZA's lawn, destroyed his plants, and stuff like that. So it's getting pretty intense right now. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> See, now I'm about to catch up to figure out what all's happened. <laughs> man there's no sports on friday nights right now you can go get get caught up on I the know. shows i know terrible well so what do you suggest what do you all right suggest? i got i got like kind of just a laundry list of stuff of like things i've, I've previously watched that I, I do vouch for so on netflix uh, a show called ozark with matthew was it matthew yeah no jason bateman um I'm not even really going to get to everything that that it entails, but basically he's a he's a, I guess a financier that launders money for the mob, and his partner gets killed, and they want their money, or they want to still be able to have him launder money. So he figures he tries to figure out a way to do that without getting him and his family killed. And there's a lot of stuff that goes around that, but that's the gist of it. And it's super interesting, and you're hooked by like. 20 minutes into the first episode and I stand by it. You should definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. It's getting ready to start the third season okay. at the end of March. Um, HBO, Game okay. of Thrones. I know it's long. It's like eight seasons or whatever. I literally caught with the eighth season. I binge watched it in like a month. It was crazy. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of storylines and it's just super interesting when they all come together. If they all come together, but you know, they do, and it's craziness. <laughs> and, um, you know, I definitely I stand by it. Um, also on Netflix, 
there's different. I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan, so I like the Avengers stuff like that. But there's a the Marvel TV shows that are on Netflix. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're even on it anymore. They might have moved them or removed them. Now I think about it, because Disney Plus came out. But if they're still there, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, um, the Iron Fist isn't as good as the rest of them. But you know, you got to watch it to figure out the whole storyline. And the Punisher, which I think is the best one, if you like action. Watch the Punisher. The dude does it right. And then the Defenders were the. I've heard that. I've heard that's yeah, good. Yeah, I definitely. The Punisher, and he, he makes appearances in like in Daredevil. That's where he first makes his appearance. But when he has his own spinoff, like it's legit for sure. So, and um, the Defenders, where they all kind of come together. So that's interesting. Um, Amazon Prime, Jack Ryan. Uh, you probably read the books. Now I think about it, the, the different Jack Ryan books from back in the day. He's ultimately a, uh, I think, a CIA operative, where he goes from being behind the desk to actually in the field. So that that's not bad. A lot of people tell yeah, me, yeah, you like some action. You know, it, it's pretty good, pretty decent storyline. So um, if you're into sports and you kind of want to hear kind of the talk behind the scenes a little bit, but then also, you know, them talk about some other things as well. The Shop on HBO, which is a show that's produced by LeBron James and Matt McCarter. Um, they always have different people, different athletes from different walks of life come in. It takes place in their barbershop, and they kind of sit there and chop it up. So it's pretty funny, pretty interesting. You know, I definitely like watching that. It's, it's, it keeps your interest on different issues they talk about for sure. So, um. Oh, I forgot. I forgot one. I don't know how I forgot this. The Walking Dead. I'm still watching that. I can't get enough of people going to a new place and then get everybody else you know, killed. I've, so just had to throw it out. I still do the I've Walking never Dead. watched that, and I've never watched Sons of Anarchy. I never watched that. But I do like The Walking okay. Dead. I don't do any of the spinoffs or anything, but I, I'm hooked. I've been hooked since it's like season I got 10. You. Yeah, I'm going to try that out. So another show that I watched, you probably think I'm crazy for it. It's called Riverdale. So it's also almost like one of those CW shows, but it's based on like the Archie comics back in the day. So it's Archie and Jughead and Veronica and Betty and all that. I don't know if you remember those or not, but for whatever reason, I got started watching it. Like I said, it's kind of like a teen drama type show, but you know what? I'm hooked on it. I'm in. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting. It's in its third season on Netflix. Um, another show called All American, basically kid you know from from the hood gets gets to, he's a good football player but you know has some discipline issues and whatnot. He gets to he gets basically recruited to play at a private school and see if he can in, increase his chances of you know getting viewed you know by colleges. But there's also other drama that comes along with it. So pretty solid show. You know I definitely like that. Um. Let's see. HBO, there's always ballers. It has to do with The Rock. Usually it's pretty solid. Uh, that's more for guys that are into sports and everything like that. You know, everything kind of goes on behind the scenes that they don't really talk about, but probably really is going down. Maybe enhanced a little bit, but that is what it is. Um, let's see. The show on Prime called The Boys, which is basically like uh, a world of superheroes. Um, there's basically, they name like the top eight superheroes or whatever, and it kind of goes into kind of the underbelly, underworld of the superhero lifestyle and the goods and the bads and the ugly of the whole thing of it. So super interesting, a little bit crazy. It's only had one season, but 
I said it kept my attention. It was pretty good. So not all. Someone at the bar last night told me that's must yeah, watch. The boys, the boys, you should watch it for sure. Not all superheroes are good people. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's a couple shows that I've started or just started watching or just finished the first season on HBO, His Dark Materials, which is basically a spinoff of The Golden Compass. Um, actually, Dan, I think I read that book. I think you had that book back in the day. I think I read it. And so I started watching this movie. It's actually a little bit darker. You know, it's kind of messed up, but, you know, super interesting. I kept my attention. So if you like those kind of shows, like fantasy type shows a little bit, that might be a good one to watch on HBO. Um, Yellowstone okay. on Paramount with Kevin Costner. Basically, you know, he owns a lot of land, likes to keep control of it, likes to run things the way he does, has his kids that are involved with it as well. They're running through different dramas with the authorities and everything, and he tries to exert his authority also. Uh, super interesting. Like I said, I'm only not to like six episodes so far, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of glued to the TV while watching it. So don't forget Yellowstone on Paramount Network. And then, um, I'm getting ready to try, getting ready to start uh, Power, which everybody had been watching before is on Stars. I'm going to give it a shot. I know it's the last season's right now, but I'm going to probably binge watch that and see how good that is. And uh, I heard True Detective was solid on HBO. So I know each season's different. So I know the first season was Woody Harrelson. I can't remember who the second season was, but either way, I heard it's, it's, a, it's a must watch and super interesting. So. You know, things things to get us by. Anything with Woody Harrelson's worth yes. watching. Hey, Hanover alum. He's not really alum, but he went there for his freshman year and he hung out. Either way, Hanover College. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he went there to hang out for a while. We know a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He definitely hung out, <laughs> slept on the couch, you know, smoked his little bit of whatever he smoked and kicked it. So, but um, I'm trying to think. Did I miss anything? I know I threw a lot of a lot of shows out there, but you know you gotta do something to pass the time since there's no sports and three fourths of what I watch on TV was sports related. So I gotta figure it out. That's where I am with it. Yeah, I'll throw something else out there. Sometimes I like a little Discovery Channel, Expedition Unknown. Sometimes that stuff can be kind of yeah. interesting. I got you. No, I, I was I was with you on Shark Tank. I like I like people pitching their ideas and. You know, the sharks being real with them about whether they believe in it or not. And then they try to get their cut. Yeah, I think that's the funny part. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good show. I like it. It's been on for a while yeah. now. All right. Let's get into the topic of the podcast. I don't know if it's really the topic of the podcast, but reasons why I hate big hair band music. Yeah, 80s hair bands. bands. Terrible. So first of all, everybody that likes to have their pregame music, their jock <laughs> jams, whenever they're getting ready to play, it does nothing for me. I can go around with headphones in, have cuteness in my ear. I don't want to hear it. It does nothing for me. It does not get me pumped up. Don't come up trying to high-five me during the song when jock jams are playing. I probably don't want to talk to you because I'm sick of music that's playing. I can't stand it. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so... So let me get into the other reasons. Oh, like, it's just jock jams. I hear it and it like makes my skin crawl. It's terrible. Um, I don't like big hair. I don't want to see your hair all permed up and everything. Don't care. All right. <laughs> hairspray. How much hairspray does it take to get your hair like that? How long does it take you to do it? Like, I don't care. 
and the people that still do, if they're from that time frame, they still have that hair now. It's surprising. That's like their style. They have their ripped jeans, which I know is back in, their leather jackets, their bandanas with their their primped and permed hair, their sunglasses, and they're ready to go. I don't know. Not my style. Not for me. <laughs> bandanas. I'm all for bandanas. I'm actually cool with bandanas, but bandanas on their mic stands and microphone, eh. I'm not that much of a Stephen Pallet fan when it comes to all that. I don't need it. It's whatever. That's just me. Um, spandex. Big hair, 80s hair bands are all about their spandex. Hey, you know what? It's for some people, but it was not for a lot of y'all. Y'all should have given it up. For real. Can't believe it started. It does not need to come back. Please don't. Um, the screaming. I don't know. I never, I never understood the whole screaming thing. Maybe that's that's just what it is. Now, some people like like I told you Dan before, like Sebastian Bach, he would scream, but he would also be singing at those higher octaves. It was pretty ridiculous. He was really talented. He could get away with it. You know, the style of music wasn't my thing. He could actually sing. I'm not saying other guys couldn't, but the whole screaming and everything while they're playing, not my style. Once again, dang, you might like it, but not for me. <laughs> the fact that with I should have said this in the beginning, along with their prepped up hair, using all kinds of hairspray, probably using a bottle of half of hairspray to make it work. They also have all kinds of makeup on the face for it. I don't know. I guess it's part of the get up. It's part of their style. I think probably a lot to maintain, but that is what it is. Like if it, if it takes you longer than an hour and a half to get ready just for a show, not a problem. Back up. <laughs> Get the makeup. Yeah, cake it's on. caked on like crazy. Back to my other but jock jams. It's on my list twice. That's how much I hate jock jams. They're terrible. Not my thing. I don't want to hear. <laughs> Sad love ballads. Now, if you know anything about the dudes that are in eighties big hair bands, rock and rolls, their love ballads are probably a crock of crap because they don't believe in that. They're living the lifestyle, hanging out, having a good time, doing what they do, which usually does not include any kind of love. From what I've seen, I could be wrong, but I doubt that people like, like your boy Brett Michaels, who's really trying to find love. I seriously doubt it. Or Tommy Lee, I doubt that too. Not my style. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm not trying to hear your softer side. I'm not trying to hear him scream. I want no part of it. <laughs> Sad love bouts. I just don't believe it. Next, mullet culture. Business in the front, party in the back. I don't care about that. Not my thing. It's funny to look at, funny to talk about, but there's people that still live in this culture and it's embraced and it's encouraged by 80s big hair bands. We're not all out here trying to be like Joe Dirt or Joe Dierte or whatever you want to call it. Give it up. Give it up. Mullet culture, not cool to me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I'm cool. As I said before, people that never left the 80s, typically if they graduate from high school in the 80s, from what I have seen, they still are down the rock exactly what they had their hair in the 80s. They don't want to give it up. They don't want to walk away. They just can't do it. It's not happening. You know, better you than me. That's all I'll say. Better you than me. (laughs) Lastly, for all the PETA people out there, killing of animals. I don't know what possessed Ozzy Osbourne to bite the head off of a bird in the middle of a concert, but he did it, which is absolutely bad. insane. Insane. Who does that? And what's surprising is some other dudes did the same kind of thing. I don't know. Not my style. Not my thing. I'm cool if it didn't ever happen again. I'm sure other people would be too, 
But he's Ozzy. You can't be surprised. Chalk it up. Well, Alice Cooper stomped some baby chickens on some uh, crack cocaine. I right. think during a concert. Right. Hey, I guess rock and roll lifestyle. They live. They live large. They party hard. They do what they do. So it's just not for me. Dane, it might be for you, but it's not for me. <laughs> hey. Good times, man. That was big party times. Didn't get all negative till Kurt Cobain ruined everybody's party. That's why everybody from the 80s hates Kurt Cobain because he killed yeah, their hey, party. Killed I it like Kurt, I like it Kurt Cobain. I like grunge music. I'm cool with that. I'm good with the 70s rock music. It's just the 80s big hair bands. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, but that's why them a lot of those people are still bitter and they hate Nirvana because Kurt Cobain single handedly shut the hair band spandex party down. <laughs> All right, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Now maybe you could talk me into thinking otherwise, because you are a fan of big eighties hair bands. I don't know. I don't even I don't even talk me out of this one though. Wow, after all that, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely the rock and roll. I mean, I don't listen to it a lot. I'm more into the modern metal, or I'm more into, like, the 80s thrash, not necessarily, like, Metallica and Slayer and stuff. I'm not necessarily listening to what you're talking about any longer. You know what I mean? But uh, I know what you mean, because you can't even walk out of a bar without somebody playing Journey at the end of the night, right? And then, uh, yeah. Terrible. (laughs) No. I don't think there's no convincing you to uh, give hair metal another another. No, I hear spin. I hear Journey uh, reminds me I worked as a bouncer at a bar called Tim's or called Timothy's on University of Dayton's campus, and every time Journey came on, everybody went crazy for it. I'm like, why does everybody love Journey? I do not get it. I don't want to hear. Don't stop believing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I don't care. Just please stop. Don't st- don't stop believing was uh, about Detroit, man. Remember when you came and visited? Like every bar when I lived in Detroit would play that I at know. the end of the night. I still can't stand Journey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if anybody out there can give Terrell any reasons to like some hair metal, but uh, good luck. He's really really shut it down. Probably made a lot of people sad. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you can convince me, I'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Not like our boy Brett singing some hair metal. <laughs> that might have been the first. Uh, I, you should have heard him one time he was singing some Billy Idol. You, were you there for that? We were singing Billy yeah. Idol? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing worse than hair metal, 80s hair metal, glam metal. It's actually 80s hair glam metal is what it's oh, called, yeah. really. Is someone yes. karaoke oh. 80 glam metal? Sounded, they cannot the hit those high notes at all to make it sound decent. It's just terrible. <laughs> and they butcher it and they think it's they good. Do. They, 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 like, remember our boy? <laughs> Dude, it's the worst thing you ever heard in your life. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. So. <laughs> All right, Look, we're, we're going to run up some quick rapid-fire topics. There's not that many because I had up some last week and really at a kind of new point this week because lots of sports are done. But one, um, not going to mention the sports thing because of coronavirus, so we're going to get past that. But there's an 11-year-old Syrian girl that qualified for the 2020 Olympics in table tennis, 11 years old, which 
I, I guess I'm not that surprised by it because I figure in a sport like that, kids can be taught at an early age. They can be really good and excel in those types of skill sports. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's definitely possible for, obviously, for that to happen. And I'm sure it's also because of the country she's from, too. But I guess she's some, like, table tennis prodigy that's qualified as going to the 2020 Olympics. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? Oh, it's impressive. I love stories like that. I mean, that's something that makes you want to watch. If that's on, you definitely yeah, want to I want to see her. I mean, 11 yeah. years old. I want to see. I want to see what she does. I mean, like, I don't even – like I don't even watch tennis that much, but what's that fifteen-year-old American that was yeah. winning tournament games Coco here in Golf. tennis? Uh, Coco what's Golf. her name? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff like that catches your attention, makes right. you want to watch. With, with, I just worry with Coco Golf that uh, is she going to feel like pressure now that she never felt before, really, because she has such a good showing, or maybe that motivates her and she does better and she embraces it. I don't know. Well, you know what the classic case of that was? Remember that Michelle yeah. Lee, who they thought was going to play with the men? You know, I mean, what her parents did to her is just terrible. Yeah. Trying to make her play pro men's circuit. And, you know, she ended up being okay, but she was never even that great a golfer in the right. women's division. But I think they messed her up early, you know what I mean? So you got to be careful, too, putting these kids in these situations. No, nope, I agree 100%. 100%. How about this? Saw, saw, saw it's, it's on the, the most recent episode of The Shop as well. Patrick Mahomes talks about he didn't know how to read defenses until halfway through the 2019 season. This is, Yeah, the first word that comes to my head. This scary. is the 2018 NFL MVP does not know how to read defenses. Now, it helps that he has Tyreek Hill as far as he can throw like a five-yard pass and then he can run a 4-2 and no one's going to catch him. You know, and then Travis Kelsey, who's a big body target, that helps him out. You know, at the time he had um, – what's the dude that played running back for them that ended up with the Browns? Hunt, you know, that running back. And he has yeah. Andy Reid calling plays, which helps. But he's just now starting to understand the mental side of the game. You know, can you imagine when he gets to, like, a Peyton Manning level or a Tom Brady level? If he does, you know, that's that's hard level to get to. But I imagine at some point he will, you know. And he has uh, – if- He's healthy. I mean, he could be just one of the all-time yeah, greats. Because his his arm strength is like Brett Favre. His arm, he, like I'm trying to think of another player in the league that has an arm like him. Um, oh, I know. And he is in a great situation. You mentioned the weapons he has. To me, he has one of the all-time great quarterback coaches of all time, and Andy Reid. But at the end of the day, you got to perform when you go out there, mm-hmm. right? So. I mean, he's just he, – he's going to – it's amazing that he just said he learned how to read defenses. I don't know if he's throwing that out. I don't know if I'd have thrown that out there because now it's making it sound like I just torched all you dudes before I even knew what the hell was going on. Now I'm going to really come out here and run it up on you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'd have said I that. don't know. I don't know. Because he's still – he's going to play how he plays. You know, in this season, I felt like it wasn't as dynamic as season four. At least it didn't seem like it, but he still had the numbers. And plus, he won a Super Bowl. You can't deny that. He can say what he wants. He won the Super Bowl. He brought him back three different games in the playoffs from behind. And he walked the walk. So, I mean, I feel like if he does that, he's Super Bowl MVP. Like right now, the way he's looking at his first, what, three season NFL, he's on track to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah, he is, man. It's impressive. I mean, it, it's crazy. So. I agree. All right, and last for rapid-fire topics, Quentin Williams, I believe he plays for the New York Jets defensive tackle. 
He was arrested for criminal possession of a weapon for carrying a Glock 19 handgun while boarding a flight at LaGuardia Airport. Who doesn't? Isn't it great? Because if if the Bengals and Browns don't make the news for the week, you can always count on the New York Jets. Who does that? Like, I don't know know why he thought that would be okay to do. You know? <laughs> I don't know it, and it, it, it happens every year with like guys. maybe like maybe pre nine eleven that might have you might have I have my concealed carry I'm good, but no like who does that who even thinks that's okay and you can't be like well maybe I forgot about it because by the time you get security you're gonna know so who does that that's my question that's absolutely crazy to me well he's in trouble because even though he has it registered, it's registered in the state of Alabama, and he has it in the state of New York, dude. That's a big right, so right. no-no, man. I live out this way. You don't get caught with – Is he going to go City. to jail like Plaxico Burris? Plaxico Burris did his time. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, they don't mess around with that. You know what I mean? You got a gun that ain't red, that's not registered in, in New York, you, you're in big trouble. It doesn't matter if it's registered in Ohio, Alabama. Like, right. you're in trouble. He's gonna. I don't know how that's gonna shake out. No, I just instant. They don't. I'll tell you one thing about New York. They put up with a lot of stuff. They don't put up with yeah. that gun stuff. Once again, doing something that's messing with his money. Why do guys do something that mess with their money? I don't understand. I don't understand. We should just because people love to mess with their money. You should just have a messing with your money segment every <laughs> week. It kind of is. It's it's called relax and take notes. Dudes that <laughs> between this dude and Antonio Brown and I forget who else. There's someone else that did something stupid. But oh the Browns tackle you yeah. know, with all the weed and and it's just all yeah. kinds of stuff. So there's there's never a shortage of those stories of guys doing stupid stuff, messing with their money, not getting paid like they should, when they can just sit there and not do anything and get paid. I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah. So but man, oh, we we've made it through another one, man. I think this is like I said, episode twenty-three. You know, uh, you were probably running running out of time for episodes with you because you're getting ready to start a new job, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I still have time. Yeah, we'll figure right, it out. Man. You know, in the meantime, just put on some Hair Nation, play it loud, <laughs> play it proud. I can't promise I'll do that. You can do that for me. Have fun on St. Patty's Day. I guess today. Have fun hanging out for St. Patty's Day a little bit. Obviously, you can't go to big crowded places like normal, but you have your little local spots and kind of kick a little bit. So I think we're just going to lounge around. We might go to a friend's house and eat some food, but. I owe it to my Catholic religion and St. Patrick to get out there and do my thing. (laughs) Now, man, do what you do. Have fun. Have good times. Have one for me. That's right, man. man. Take care. Hey everybody, this is our favorite segment, Relax and Take Notes. And today I'm really just going to talk a little bit about this whole coronavirus thing that's going on. Obviously it's turning into a a global pandemic or whatnot. So, um, I mean, I'm trying not to stress too much about it. You know, all you can do is do what you can to, you know, be, be sanitary. You know, wash your hands constantly, you know, use hand sanitizer when needed. You know, do the same for your kids and try to put yourselves in bad situations if possible. So, you know, I'm, I'm obviously sad that, you know, sports aren't being played and, and whatnot there. But obviously, 
for the betterment of the country, for the betterment of our community. You know, hopefully um, everything can get crowded under control as soon as possible. You know, from the way it's looking, it's going to get worse for worse for it gets better. So, you know, like I said, we just got to do what we can to keep everybody as healthy as possible. And hopefully we can keep everything to a minimum if everybody does what they need to do. So, now until then, I'm not going to stress. You try not either. Try not to either. You know, do what you can. Uh, I will do the same as well. So, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show once again. Dan and I had a great time. We're glad you are listening to us. Um, you know, obviously... We look forward to the next time as well. Hit me up if you have any questions on Twitter at Franchise1122. For Dane, it's at DDeMeo. Um, for Instagram, it's at Terrell Dwayne 11 And on Facebook, it's just Terrell coming. So look me up, find me. Like I said, we appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate y'all taking, taking out the time to listen to us. You know, we have fun on the show. Hopefully you have fun listening. And we look forward to doing it next week. Once again, I want to apologize for missing last week. The circumstances kept us from having the show. But we're back, and we're back on track, and we look forward to the next one. So until then, talk to you soon. Later.